everyone and welcome to the bedpost podcast i'm your host as always aaron pym here at the podcast i like to invite guests and performers from my bedpost stage show that i run here in toronto and beyond into the studio to indulge me in a more in-depth conversation about sex and sexuality and this week oh what what i have a very intimate guest intimacy (laughs) expert alicia fisher hi thank you so much erin i've been looking forward to this ever since the phone smashing on the instagram story (laughs) and i responded with a very kind of trolling response of you know when you see something totally smash the pieces and you're like did you try turning it on and off again and then a beautiful relationship has has bloomed from that i totally yeah my phone okay my phone has been smashed as many people's phones have been smashed we, we all go there. And it's funny, the first time, it's hilarious how it first got smashed, is okay. I was, um, like, at the time, it's been like this for like three years. Oh, no. The front of my phone. <laughs> um, and uh, I was in a dynamic, in, in a strictly online dynamic okay. with a dominant person. Yeah. And... Um, Oh, oh no. th- I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, no, no. <laughs> it wasn't like he wasn't like smash your phone. He wasn't or anything like that. But like while I was like in conversation with him, I just fucking it flew out of my hand like a wet bar of soap oh. and like just face down on the concrete side. Not in the shower, though. You no. Drop the soap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> on the sidewalk full, um, yeah and and uh, then it smashed my camera like I took a picture of myself right after I'm like oh my god you'll never guess what just happened I took a picture of myself at that point I wasn't even like showing pictures of my face it's no. very demure it was very yeah. like baby yeah. <laughs> baby oh, no. steps to a dynamic yeah. um, and I'm like this is the only picture you will ever get of my face <laughs> and I yeah. took a picture of myself oh, no. it was just like fucked up camera oh no and then the other <laughs> And then when you contacted me, yes. Um, now something with the actual like LCD was oh, fucked. Yeah. So I, it was like lines now. Not just the screen was smashed. It was like digital okay. things happening. And yeah. it was while I was trying to negotiate a scene with somebody. Yes. Oh my god. And you just try to hold on to it, and you're like, oh, no. It's, it's really not. important that I negotiate this <laughs> <laughs> But I got a new phone. It's all good. Just ran to the library, made it happen. <laughs> hey, just, just yeah. don't look. You lean the screen away. Exactly. Hey. <laughs> work, work, work. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. School yeah, work. Yeah, pussy. <laughs> yeah, just research. Yeah, yeah, research. Yeah. It's in my field. That's Perfect. not a lie. Yeah. Um, but enough about my fucked up phone. <laughs> um, Alisa. Hi. <laughs> Intimacy expert. Yeah, so I work with um, individuals and people in relationships to help enhance their intimate lifestyles. And that can be really a whole plethora of things, whether it be like the actual physical contact of sex itself or just, you know, the foreplay or even just assisting with the relationship or even looking at within themselves and what they need to kind of like love themselves. Mm. I have a lot of people that have those unique fetishes and kinks and 
there's there are two sets. There's one that's like by themselves and they don't know kind of how to find somebody who's interested in that. Or there's people in the long term monogamous vanilla relationships and they're like, I want her to step on my testicles with her high heels. How do I negotiate that? And I'm yes. like, okay, so here's some tips, tricks, and techniques to help enhance that with communication and a little bit of compromise to help kind of fulfill that connection. So yeah, because a, yeah. a monogamous vanilla relationship, yeah, there might have to be some compromise once one person oh, yes. wants kinky play. Yes, and for a long time nobody's done anything kinky at all. Yep. Yeah, and you kind of have to go in slow, but also just work the conversation in a little bit and like, ooh, like, you know, what's your fantasy about this? And something I get people to do is like write down what their ultimate fantasies are. And then if they're in um, a relationship with just one other person, get down to write down what they think their partner's fantasy is. Mm -hmm. And then they kind of come in the middle and like, oh, what's something that we can do to kind of incorporate them both in? And what, you thought that about me? And like, whoa, I didn't think that about you. You have that kind of side. And it just starts that conversation, gets the wheels turning and gets people thinking about connection beyond... Pen, like penetration in some yeah, sense yeah. and yeah because you yeah. can really what's behind the penetration yeah exactly <laughs> and like you know what are your hands doing during that are they just like holding the hips or are they like behind the neck and massaging the hair are they tracing the lips you know little things like that that can just be, Ooh, give you a little goosebump yeah <laughs> oh my. yeah all super important stuff because yeah. um i mean i i talk about sex on a regular basis but i still I'm not the greatest communicator when it comes to like me and a partner. Exactly. It's hard. It's it is. just hard to talk about sex. Mm-hmm. Especially you know? when you want something one way and then your partner wants something another way and you're like, uh, who's going to give, who's going to pull, who's yeah. going to take and receive. And you yeah. want to do the nice thing for your partner. You want to do, you know, what they want to do. You want to give them a great experience too. Exactly. And it's like, yeah, there's a lot there. Yes. A lot there exactly. that makes it hard for people. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. What are like some super common uh, problems that people come to? Um, One of the most common ones that I'm seeing is people in those long-term relationships wanting to spice things up. Mm -hmm. Or they think they've done everything and like, what else can I do? You Mm -hmm. know, like, I've done this, we've done that. And it's like, okay, yeah, what else? Mm -hmm. Or it's like, you know, well, we have sex and then it's like, the sex is great, but like, I love my partner, but I'm thinking about this and thinking about that, thinking about other people and how do we incorporate that in? So just spicing up the long-term relationship and kind of rekindling that like spark. Yeah. So yeah. that would be one of the most common ones that I'm, yes. I'm kind of getting. So Yeah, I would imagine that is super common. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I would say the second one, It's people in monogamous relationships wanting to open it up. Whether it's poly or whether it's just open, I have a lot of people ask me kind of how to negotiate that conversation. Um, Some of them are like looking for a threesome or looking for the unicorn. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So (laughs) yeah, so that's kind of... That's often how it starts though. Yeah, yeah. I feel like. Yeah, exactly. That is definitely how me and my future husband um, started. We're like, okay, let's maybe start with a third. I feel like that's... Is that a common stepping stone yeah like wanting to well it's kind of the teenage fantasy i think you know you yeah. you hear about it it's like oh yeah he's had a threesome oh like your your status all of a sudden you know like blows just up. blows up in the small like i come from a small town so maybe that's the the misconception i have about it but um yeah it's just like incorporating someone in and you know there's always 
in heterosexual relationships, the guy wanting the two girls or, you know, and maybe the girl wants another guy and, Mm -hmm. you know, in those heterosexual relationships and, and I don't know, it all comes down to like just wanting to have fun and like dropping those, something new, dropping those gender roles and just experiencing pleasure. And that's Mm -hmm. what is kind of scary for on average men to do like I don't want I don't want to touch another guy oh heaven heaven forbid you know mm-hmm. like I don't I don't want to seem gay like yeah. and I'm like why like what is and I have um gentlemen too coming and talking to me like yo like I did something with another guy like am I gonna be okay and I'm like did you have fun did you enjoy yourself then you're gonna be fine yeah. like you can identify yourself however you want but it's just pleasure when it yeah, comes down I feel to like it men have a much more rigid idea of sexuality than females tend to mm-hmm. would that be accurate definitely think? on average I would yeah. say yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so. where females are more kind of encouraged and even expected to play yeah you know, with other women yep. and whatnot and maybe in group situations. It's and, what you do at sleepovers and in the washroom. Yeah, at college, hey, you know, everyone has a lesbian experience at college. Yeah. <laughs> but like, God forbid if a man had a homoerotic, you know, mm-hmm. fantasy or experience. And they'll say, oh, I had a threesome. Oh, yeah, two chicks. Um, well, there was no guy there, but like we didn't touch, you know, like we did the Eiffel Tower where like you join hands at the top. But, where you yeah. just high five yeah. over her. <laughs> Tag yeah. team. Yeah. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's that's so it's so sad it's that limiting people and... yeah, put themselves into this box and to experience pleasure and, and happiness and they yeah. are like, Oh, I don't know. And yeah, because yeah, so. that's the thing with trying new things as well. It's like I don't I don't know, I, I might be assuming on, on behalf of the male the entire yeah. male part of the population, um, but maybe, you know, it's hard for them to try new things because they just want to appear super confident and mm-hmm. super able, you know, mm-hmm. in everything they do. Yeah. They want to have, you know, have that power position mm-hmm. where they're secure, you know, they're providing security. They're providing like it may be difficult for them to take that leap and look silly potentially yeah. like that. Like I he- I heard somewhere a long time ago that like one of men's just like inherently within men's culture, like their worst fear is mm-hmm. to be laughed at. Mm, interesting. Their worst fear, like men the, en masse, yeah. their worst fear is to be laughed at. Yeah. We're like women's. Mo- and I also conversely huh. heard this on the, I feel like this was on Oprah somewhere. So take okay. it with a grain of salt. But it was like, women are afraid that men are going to kill them. Oh, and wow. men are afraid that women are going to laugh yes. at them. It's like, wow, yeah. those are very different. Yes, I'd say so. <laughs> like, yeah. Wow. Yes. And with, um, I studied victimology and just hearing the um, horror stories of the domestic violence in heterosexual relationships and how hard it is for, we'll say, a woman as a victim, a man as a perpetrator, because in most cases, unfortunately, that that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um wanting to the women wanting to reach out for help but not really knowing how and not knowing how to protect herself or if they have children that just puts a whole other dynamic into this Mm so it's uh it's very scary it's very scary to see um like how much help is needed and how underreported it is too yeah i have Um, a good friend who's a a policewoman and Mm -hmm. she's kicking ass but she's like most of the shit i deal with is domestics Mm -hmm. and it's really hard yeah and yeah just to see 
yeah, how the whole, not that I'm, I'm super educated to speak on this, you know, I'd love to have her on the podcast at some point actually, but it's just how the system just is, it's not, Mm -hmm. it's broken and it's not helping every woman that's Mm -hmm. getting abused and Mm -hmm. it just makes them, makes it harder Mm -hmm. and harder for them to, you know, get justice Mm -hmm. or, you know, and even not? for really uh, when men are, are victimized, I think in Durham region, there's only two uh, shelters that men with children can go to. Mm-hmm. And if you have different sorry, if you have different circumstances that come into it, you know, you get kicked out of one and for whatever reason happening in your life and then you get kicked out of another one, then, you know, where are you going to go? It. So two. it's two. Yeah, it's very yeah. limiting all I around. F- I feel like this <laughs> conversation might ease into something that we specifically did want to yeah. talk about today. Yeah. And that's consent. Yes. Ooh, yes. Which is very fucking important right now. Yes. So shit is blowing up right now mm-hmm. about consent. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's even like, okay, lots of assaults are happening by mm-hmm. men in power. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's even more nuanced things like this whole in season sorry thing. Oh, yes. And, yeah, and, yeah. and, um, I don't know if you heard about Reed Mahalko stuff, who's a prominent sex mm-hmm. educator. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, and I heard a similar story about a male sex educator in Toronto wow. recently, yeah. just where it's like, um, you know, pushing, just, just like pushing the boundaries, you know, mm-hmm. just out of even who knows the motives. I wasn't in the room. I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not them, but it could be just out of excitement, yeah. to get with that person or yeah. a, you know it's like yeah. oh this conversation is huge it really is and I think it comes down to not whether it's yes or no but how we actually understand consent it goes beyond the whole yes and no dichotomy yeah. one of the first ones is um, is it something that's mutually agreed upon mm-hmm. so whether I want you to eat me out mm-hmm. um, you don't have to and that's kind of something that needs to be like decided upon by both of you just because I want it doesn't mean that it needs to happen so that's one aspect of consent and Another one, um, it actually pay, plays into uh, a power dynamic, and um, which is about it being freely given. So this comes into uh, things we're talking about, about people in power. And one aspect that we talked about um, is like police officers and saying, well, you know, if you want to get out of this, you know we can we can agree on, agree on something and someone may say yeah okay i'm down for that we can make that happen but because it was an unlevel power dynamic then that's not consent at that point is not freely given and i'm sure there's lots of different legal aspects that come into that one as well um when i'm doing my speeches at universities i talk about like the professor student kind of dynamic mm-hmm. and at that point consent there as well um mm-hmm. is not given there as well yeah it's not freely giving meaning it could be coerced in some way there can be other pressures exactly um, you know even if they are saying yes mm-hmm. you know there's a lot that could be pressuring that person to say exactly. yes if they're dealing with another person mm-hmm. yeah. and so uh and two other aspects that go, go beyond the yes and no is if it's clear and enthusiastically given yes. so you could be like well do you want to have sex with me and the person goes um, yes. yes the person said yes but 
it wasn't clear, it wasn't enthusiastic. So kind of ways I, and another aspect, sorry, of consent is that it's reversible and can be retracted Mm -hmm. at any point. And it has to be repeated as well. Just because you like something in the beginning doesn't mean you're going to like it all the way throughout. Mm -hmm. A hair hair pulling is a great example of that. At some point, your scalp is going to get sore or something's going to get pulled the wrong way or your neck gets kinked and it's like, okay, like, you know, yes, I agreed upon it at the beginning, but, you know, I'm I'm fine with it now. Like, we we can move on. I'm good to not do that anymore. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. That it's an ongoing conversation. Yes, yes. And, you know, as I said, it goes beyond the whole yes and no. There's so many different aspects of it. And I think that's what gets confusing for some people is that it's just, well, yeah, they they said yes, so we're going to make it happen. And it's, well, that's part of it. But, you know, did just because they said yes in the beginning doesn't mean they say yes throughout. And mm-hmm. the YouTube video about um, consent is like tea. And mm-hmm. like just because they wanted tea at the beginning and then they're like, okay, you know, I'm not feeling tea right now. Maybe I'll have hot chocolate or orange juice instead. Well, then you're not going to force them to, the, to drink the tea, even though they said yes. Or partway through their tea, you know, they're like, oh, I don't want tea anymore. And you're not going to force them to drink the rest of the tea. They just, okay, all right, what do you want instead? Mm-hmm. So, um, what I talk about with consent and that consent can be really sexy. So you may not want sex and you don't just have to say no. It can definitely be part of it. You could be like, no, but I would love for you to suck on my nipples instead. Mm. That is a great way to get consent. Would you like that? And then that way you're agreeing upon consent with yourself and then you're asking the partner as well. Mm-hmm. Do you want to suck on my nipples essentially? Yeah. So you don't just have to say, do you want to have sex with me? You could be like, well... Do you want me to stick this dildo up your ass and make you scream until next Tuesday? <laughs> that sounds fantastic. You want to make that happen? Sure. And like, you know, you can go on it like that. So. Yeah, I like that. That's I like that. That's fun mm-hmm. because it's like, do you want to have sex? No. But it's like sometimes we say no because we don't want to have that type of sex that we that the two of us always agree on is sex. Mm-hmm. Like, say it's, you know, PIV sex that we're going back to, like, you know, a, a um, heterosexual monogamous couple. You know, mm-hmm. maybe their gig is they always have uh, PIV penis and vagina sex. Mm-hmm. That's their thing. And maybe she doesn't want to have that type of sex. Yeah. So she says no. Mm-hmm. But she's like, man, though, I would really like to, you know, just make out with you. Or exactly. I'd love to use my vibrator next to you while you, you know, play with my boobs. Like, yep. you know, but she just says no because mm-hmm. because she just wants to say no to that. Mm-hmm. But I like what you're saying. It might open up a fun, playful, sexy conversation yeah. to like have a different type of sex. Exactly. And I love that. And it goes beyond when people are so scared to say no. So that's why they'll maybe be like, uh, yeah, like, well, maybe I like the stuff leading up to it. And then I can say no once we get to the point where I don't want it anymore. Right. So by saying no, but mm-hmm. I want this to happen do you want to do that to me? It's kind of a great way to kind of mediate that awkwardness of like... Of like, now I'm saying no. Yeah. I should have told you that before, probably, if I knew that before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, that's harder. I forget the the name of the Canadian actor that partway through, she was like, no, I'm not, I'm not down for this anymore. Mm-hmm. But I kind of just kept going and people criticized her for it. And it's like, at that point, there was no consent. And just mm-hmm. because she forced herself to do it doesn't mean it makes it okay. She mm-hmm. said no before he lifted her up on the cabinet and said, started making out with her and what have you. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's kind of where that whole play of it comes into, comes into it. So yeah. Yeah. How how else how else can consent be sexy? I, I love this talk. Yeah, I I love making it sexy because any I think people are kind of sick of hearing the consent 
conversation at this point. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's heavy. Mm-hmm. It's so big and heavy. But it's like, how can we make it? Okay, let's let's try to make it like fun, sexy, a more of a, a digestible version of this conversation. You yeah. Know? So you can make it as explicit and as detailed and as sensual as you want. Ooh, so it. you go beyond the whole yes and no um, kind of dichotomy. And you can say, yes, I want you to have sex with me. But... I want this to happen and this to happen. And if it doesn't happen, then maybe I'll have to do this to you. Do you want that to happen? And it also incorporates kind of a, a dom submissive role play yeah, I was into say it. That, that's bringing a power dynamic. Exactly. Into it. And that's kind of a fun way with the monogamous vanilla relationships to introduce the whole oh, BDSM. And like, it's like you don't have to do whips and chains and handcuffs. You know, you can be simple words mm-hmm. that are used to kind of like, you know, make that arousal kind of ooh. The verbal bondage exactly yeah and you can have these conversations of of consent prior to actually getting into the bedroom so it could be first thing in the morning you're making your porridge just before your partner walks out of the door hey i'm thinking about you going down on my pussy tonight how does that sound i'll let you think about that before you head out the door to work Mm -hmm. and boom your partner's now thinking about it all day you're thinking about it all day and it gets those thoughts going because you know if you're not talking about this before the bedroom and you get to the bedroom and you expect it to just happen like the flick of a switch Mm -hmm. then that's kind of you know you need build up yeah it's hard for people to suddenly click into oh this is sexy time now it's like oh no I'm still in my like work headspace Mm -hmm. I'm in my like you know, I had this other thing I was going to do. I need to rant about my coworker yeah. for 10 minutes. Yeah, anything, yeah. right? Yeah. But where it's, it's, if it's more like you're setting it up, then mm-hmm. that's mentally preparing you both for mm-hmm. the moment. Mm-hmm. So one of you isn't suddenly, you know, put off guard and unable to, you know, really be enthusiastic about it when exactly. you ask for it. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's can be just like a lot of fun. You can also repeat it back and forth to your partner as well. You like it when I suck your dick? Yeah, you gotta say it louder. Do you like it when I'm sucking yeah. your dick? And yeah. like to get like the whole like mind play into it too, and like just thinking about like your partner sucking your penis. Like, yeah, I I like. Um because some people have trouble with dirty talk. Mm-hmm. You know, some people don't. Oh, what do I say? You yeah. know, I, I am I going to say the wrong things? You know, things like that. But like, that's a, a really kind of basic way to start mm-hmm. is kind of weaving in this consent of mm-hmm. like, do you like what I'm doing to you right now? Yeah. Yes. Do you want me to do this, but add this thing? Mm-hmm. Yes. You yeah. know, do you want me to do this other thing? You know, do you like that I'm doing this other thing now? Yes. yes. Like kind of weaving in, weaving in both like dirty talk and consent making it. Yeah, kinda, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah like I'm getting better with talking to my partner about like when to keep things going at the same pace, when to increase or slow down. Yes. And that is another like, thing that's hard to communicate. So powerful to do. And like, oh my gosh, my partner and I've been in a relationship for five years and I'm mm-hmm. like just really getting the hang of this now I and know. knowing like when can I tell my partner like, OK, I want this and I want this and then. For them to be like, okay, well, now they'll just get to it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, there's you too. Sorry. (laughs) You want to do as well. Whoops. (laughs) Yeah, no, and I think it's important to say that, like, people that, um, it's, it's, there are issues that everybody has problems with, you Mm -hmm. know, confidence in bed, communication in bed, Mm -hmm. um, how to, you know, really ask for what you want and what you need and stuff like that. Like, even people that, you know, do it in a very public way, like Mm -hmm. myself and yourself, like, it's stuff we all have and don't don't think that you suck because of it and mm-hmm. that you're broken and that you know it, like we all struggle with it mm-hmm. and you just got to 
I mean, there's a million things you just got. It's not that easy, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, not at all. Not at no. All. And it takes in with open relationships or poly relationships, mm-hmm. it takes time. It takes effort. And even dom sub relationships, it takes a lot of effort. You know, you thought being in one relationship and handling one partner was uh, was crazy. <laughs> Imagine having two partners or a triad and squares and yeah. you know it gets it gets very complicated yeah, and it's a lot for one person to just figure out suddenly exactly. like without you know getting into delving into resources like yourself mm-hmm. talking to somebody about it or mm-hmm. going to some sort of counseling or you know getting on that on those googles and just researching getting on forums like yeah it's a lot of work that goes into these types of relationships yeah. as well and dr jessica o'reilly talks on uh, did a ted talk about monogamish now don't read the comments but <laughs> you would never read never the Read the comments. Comments. Yes. Never read the comments. Um, I got my first shitty YouTube con- comment the other nice. day. I was like, yes, I'm a YouTuber. <laughs> a little, you need a trophy for it. It's like, I first I'm going to get it flagged somewhere. Thank you. <laughs> Make a speech about it. Yeah, yeah. Next podcast. I'd like to thank <laughs> this asshole. Lonely Boy <laughs> yes. 101. 69.69. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she talks about um, monogamish and being yes. monogamish. So you can be out if you're in a um, monogamous relationship with your one partner and you can be talking about, wow, she's really cute. I bet you she would do this really well to you. How about we go home and I practice on you and see if we can do it better than we think that she can, mm-hmm. you know, if you're in a heterosexual relationship mm-hmm. and or flirting, yeah, like exactly. flirting's allowed is a monogamous yeah. thing. To Obviously, do. you need to have a conversation with your partner before this. Don't be flirting with other people and then, oh yeah, what'd you think about that? We're practicing monogamous now. We were practicing <laughs> what? <laughs> Table flip. Yeah. No, when did we discuss this? Don't be just randomly flirting without talking to me first. Yeah. 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 Totally. <laughs> just, yeah and monogamous is a dan- dan, uh, savageism. It's sa- savage. A Dan Savageism, right? That's where. Oh it, yes, yeah, yeah. Right, that's where it first was coined. Mm-hmm. Monogamish. Um, yeah, I feel like monogamish. Also, some people like I. I we used to say that we used to say monogamish for sure. Yeah. Um, and for us, it was more like yeah, we still by and large want to present as monogamous. Mm-hmm. Um, but w- the truth is, for sure, we like have other people in our relationship. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, bring like, like the whole here, family here and there, I, and then we move to like selective polyamory. Yeah, <laughs> so many. I swear to God, so many stepping stones, and then yeah, no, and then I think we went to like selective non-monogamy because even poly was like too far, uh, yeah, a reach for us. So it's like, yeah, it 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 takes a lot of navigation, mm-hmm. a lot of trial and error. Yeah, from personal experience, I can say that. Um, and then, yeah, I, I, I think even at this point, I'm like, open, open's a little too far for mm-hmm. me to say. I'm like, yeah, I don't even know what we say. I don't think we say anything anymore. I think we've kind of moved past the point of trying to like coin exactly what our dynamic is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're into it. We're happy. <laughs> we're good. I have a, a friend, um, her and her partner, they kind of are open and kind of not. Sometimes they are. Yep. And what they just identify as is queer. And it's just a great umbrella term. Yep. We're doing something. We're, That's why we're I, love, happy. I love that term. Yeah. yeah, It can mean whatever the fuck And she you gets a lot mean. less questions when she identifies herself as queer mm-hmm. versus being, well, we're in an open relationship, but you know, he's more open about it than I am. And mm-hmm. I kind of, it's like, well, why would you let your man just have sex with a bunch of women? And she's just like, oh, God, okay. Stop. Stop the judgment. We're queer. Yeah, yeah. Our we're, relationship we're queer. is queered. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and they're yeah. like, I don't know what that means, and I'm going to 
end of conversation. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, so I feel like we should probably take a little bit of a break right now. Sounds good. In what are you getting hot? It's getting hot in here. Um, I'm going to do this in the in the reverse way that I usually do. I think first of all, I'm going to talk about my full time sponsor, Come As You Are. Which is a um, anti-capitalist and feminist um, sex shop that you can find at comeasyouare.com. Um, I love these people because they um, don't let the man get them down. They like will only carry products that they truly, truly believe in, 100% back up. Um, they have certain products uh, like this over so at comeasyouare.com. This is one of our other um, sponsors for this month, Love crafters toys get a look get a load of that rose this is cute <laughs> this is giving me uh, beauty and the beast realness yes, little please. gives a whole new meaning to the word rosebud, rosebud. <laughs> all right if you want to go to come as you and purchase some lovely fucking toys you can get uh, 15% off with our coupon code BEDPOST. That's B-E-D-P-O-S-T. And um, it's free shipping for orders over $50 in Canada, which is fantastic. If you want to check out this specific toy manufacturer, this is a Toronto uh, indie silicone artist. Her name is Shay. She's lovely. Love crafters. Go to their Etsy shop. is the first place they want you to go. And then they also have, um, you know, select products, uh, pepper amongst other little sex shops and one of them being comeasyouare.com That's awesome So Alicia I hear you have something that you've brought. Oh, that, do I? That you, <laughs> speaking, mm-hmm. of, speaking of sex toys and Just carry her around with me <laughs> So this is I, I oh, had to yes. actually name her So this <laughs> because when I was giving presentations I kept saying, okay, so look at my vulva and everyone was like I wear, and I'm like, oh no, this, no. this one. <laughs> keep your eyes up here, like. <laughs> keep your eyes on the vulva. So I, I had to name her Lilith. Lilith, Lilith, the vulva, Lilith, Lilith the vulva. Yes. Yeah. Super, super, super cute, and just has like all the tips and and anatomy to to really oh, show yes. off how to how to get the squirting going and how to hit the G spot and <laughs> where to find it and not, not treat it like a doorbell, you know? <laughs> so yes. Yes. Oh, this I is, love this it. Is Lilith. Okay. Yeah. So take me through it. Take me through Lilith here. Right. Where are so, we looking at? So this is, um, yeah. So people who have a vagina, so the vagina is the inside and the vulva is the outside. Mm-hmm. That's one of the big, I think that just stems from our sexual health curriculum just being like okay the vagina and then we're gonna take a look inside and it just kind of miss it and then it's just like hey this is the this is the vagina we learn about vaginas and penises and it's like well there's the well, vulva actually, yeah and that was like i don't even know why i shouldn't even say this but this is something like i've learned within the last like five six years I or so we all have. yeah i think we all are finally understanding that the whole thing is the vulva. Yes. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Finally, we all are. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. We we were taught that that was the vagina. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And it's it's a constant learning experience. People are like, well, where's the vagina? I'm like, 
inside. inside. You have to go inside. <laughs> inside. I, love I love how your puppet hands is just like inside. <laughs> I look inside here. Yeah, so you have the clitoral hood. Yep. Um, and this hides the clitoris. Now, the clitoris um, is not just a little bulb that just sticks out here. It actually has legs and it gets up and walks away. Just kidding. It, uh, it actually stems down. And so that's why it feels really good when people who have these vulvas and vaginas go on top of a penis and they tend to rub because that's rubbing actually the clitoral legs that, that go down. Yep. So you're right. saying clitoral legs are inside where yes. we cannot see. Exactly. Like a huge part of it is actually internal. It is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Most of it. Not just, not just this. And this is uh, the clitoris, um, the clitoral head is actually uh, compared a lot to like the, the top of the penis, the tip of the penis. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you don't want to poke it. You want to rub it. You want to suck on it. And you don't want to just put everything all on it. You want to like make sure you're rubbing the whole thing. So that's mm-hmm. where the legs come in. Mm-hmm. And then the labia. Majora, labia minora, and actually, in regards to uh, individuals 18 to 25, the labiaplasty is the number one cosmetic surgery right now, which is really, really sad. (laughs) I think it comes from how what we we see in porn. Yeah, exactly. And um, I, I would probably say. 93% 93% of the surgeries that occur are not needed because it's just what we see in porn. It's like, okay, well, that's that's the white vulva that we need to look like and how we need to experience pleasure. We need to get on top and sound like a monkey when we're on top. And it's like, no. Our <laughs> orgasms have to be screaming orgasms. Yes, yeah. yes. No, they can be All sorts of- very silent. And... Um, yeah, so and that it's just like it's just really really sad. I'm I'm studying a lot with my masters right now in regards to human representation via uh, erotic imagery. That's mm-hmm. how I've kind of labeled it in my academic terms. Yeah. But really I'm just watching <laughs> porn. Yeah, yeah, you watching just watch porn. porn. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'll be doing a presentation on um queering pornography and like feminist porn. I love awesome. it. Love it. So, um, yeah, and then once you head inside, this is a urethral opening, so where, where you pee, um, and then you go even inside even further, and then you've got inside the vagina, and this is kind of the, the rough part, is um, when we're talking about G-spots, which is just, just beyond the rough part, it has a very similar consistency to the roof of your mouth. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where you go to find it, and if you're going to be squirting, then you're going to be reaching in and pushing up on top of that. Mm-hmm. So it kind of looks like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah. So squirting, you say? Yes. Yeah. Oh, did I say that? Did I mention Speaking squirting? Speaking of come as you are. Oh my God. <laughs> squirting. Yeah. Tell me about it. Yeah, so pretty much everyone who has a vagina or vulva, and actually what I've learned is that men as well can squirt. This is blowing my mind. It blew my mind when I saw it. There's this individual called Seal who... Um, spoke at the playground conference and they actually showed a video of themselves squirting now anatomically uh they're male but they kind of identify as gender fluid in a very spiritual sense of well whatever you see me as just identify and i go with it if i if i'm looking like a man today you call me he if i'm looking femme today call me she if i'm looking in between just call me what you like yeah exactly very fluid so um but this person is a penis yeah penis testicles owning yeah, person. exactly. And they're squirting. Where yeah. is the squirt coming from? So it was, it, it was coming out, out of the, the penis itself. So yeah, yeah the, the shaft and everything. And so what they were doing was... Um, so the same place, a regular... 
yeah. ejaculation would happen. Exactly. Okay. And um, they had a flaccid penis during this. I actually have the video, so maybe we can, I can show you afterwards. I can't post I it, that. but I can show you afterwards. Yeah. They were very, very nice to show me it um, or send me it. And so what they did, they had, a, they had a machine because that penetrates at the same depth every time and it hit the prostate. So it was penetrating anally. anally. Mm-hmm. And so it would just hit and it took them a year to learn how to navigate their body because um, in regards to feeling, they wanted to feel like a woman orgasms, you know, like the eye rolling back, whole body, body just clenches, like, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Um, they wanted to experience that and not just uh, a regular, boring old ejaculation. Man's so, old yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they, it took them a year to learn this and they had a flaccid penis and they were penetrating mm-hmm. their, or, or sorry, penetrating anally, hitting the prostate and yep. until it just built up and squirt. And it was a good amount. Mm-hmm. And I asked them, I'm like, is that, was that like a hefty amount? They're like, no, that's about a medium. And it was like, it, it like went up. It, it could have hit the ceiling if it had enough. But wow. It was, it just, it went everywhere. And so. so is this the same type of fluid that is coming out of a person, a vagina, vulva owner? It is, it is. It yeah, is yes, stuff? it is. Yeah. Wow. So I know it was, uh, yeah, it was wild to see. And I, I had a million questions for them too. I know, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> for me, I'm like, okay, we're, so this is beyond just like milking the prostate. Yeah. This it's, is like, yeah. this is actually going in there and hitting which is very very similar to what you would do with the vulva so it'd almost be like a, a you would uh, stick to either two or three whatever um, the individual is com- uh, comfortable with mm-hmm. and you would almost do like a come here mm-hmm. and what I've heard uh, for some people with the vulva is that they would start um, penetrating and hitting the G spot mm-hmm. and it ends up it starts off slow and then kind of like really builds up mm-hmm. and what people will do they'll put like pressure on top of like the just above the pubic mound mm-hmm. to kind of put more pressure in there so so you're really hitting that wall. Mm-hmm. And um, what they found is with some people is that they were doing uh, the penetration and then they would come out and stimulate clitorally. Okay. Clitorally? Clitorally. <laughs> clitorally. And so it's just a more of like a, a rubbing or like going like that and uh, rubbing the labia and the whole the whole clitoris to, to make that squirting. Yep. Now, not all... Um, um, people who have a vulva are going to have like this huge squirting orgasm that you see on pornography. It's mm-hmm. not going to squirt across the room. It's not going to hit the walls. For some people, it can, mm-hmm. but it may not happen every, every time. time. It could be a little trickle. Yeah. It could just be um, like a, a, a nice amount, almost like lubricate. A nice amount. Yeah, a nice amount. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just you know. <laughs> oh, I don't know. A nice amount. A nice amount. Um, yeah, and it can be at different flows, and and uh, it also depends too on the person's hydration level if they're mm-hmm. like hydrated enough, and because if you're like tired and you've been working all day, mm-hmm. you could still squirt, but it may not be as much as if you, you know, you're hydrated, you're feeling good, you're into it, and mm-hmm. all turned I'm on. I'm sure and- there are lots of factors that go yes. into how much. Yes. How much is actually going to be ejaculated. Exactly. Right? Yeah. 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 Okay. So <laughs> that is certainly a way that I've experienced squirting the mm-hmm. way that you're saying. Yeah. I also have experienced squirting with absolutely no penetration at all. Yeah. Yeah. I was very surprised the first time that happened to me because I always thought um, that mm-hmm. um, G-spot orgasms, mm-hmm. as I don't even think they're called that anymore. Because oh, yeah. I think that's an incorrect, actually. Oh, it's just okay. more. I don't. I don't know. But um, well, there was research uh, that came out a couple uh, like last week that talked about how the G spot is not a real thing, and it was uh, uh, oh, a I a male this, Australian I a dude could <laughs> find it <laughs> on, on on the thirteen women that that he had <laughs> yeah, couldn't find it. Yeah, this huge pool. Of yeah, thirteen, 13 women. women. He yeah, couldn't find one. G-spot yeah, couldn't find on them. <laughs> there was a lot of jokes that were made. Uh, after 
after that. Oh, but, fuck, yeah. what an idiot. <laughs> um, but I was very, um, I always thought that it had to be a stimulation internally of the mm-hmm. G spot. That's what that, we see. That's what we see. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what I thought I knew. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, I, uh, the first time I scored it, it was because I just had bought a new vibrator, an yeah. external bullet vibrator. Yeah. It's a Wevibe Tango. Ooh. I might, might They're not my that. sponsor, but they could be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I really love WeVibe, actually. Um, a WeVibe Tango. And I went from a shitty battery up. Oh, speaking of WeVibe, hello. So here's the Tango. Oh, great. <laughs> love it. So this little guy here, I went from I a shitty it. battery op to the WeVibe Tango, which is right here. Mine's like a periwinkle blue, though. Um, and oh, it's all charged up. Oh, yeah. Great. <laughs> Perfect. Display um, only. <laughs> <laughs> display only. Um, but this is a rumbly ass vibrator mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for its size. Usually a lot of bullets, you know, are super buzzy. Yeah. And that's, I guess, what my body was used to at that point. And mm-hmm. then I got a hold of this rumbly They're very strong. Thing. Very strong. Mm-hmm. And the first three times I used that, um, I squirted. There you go. Yeah. And I was like, what is happening right now yeah because how am i squirting without like that g-spot stimulation Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and then um and then the fourth time i used it it didn't happen and then it didn't happen for like another like a (laughs) year (laughs) until i actually started exploring like yeah yeah. and and then uh, like quite legitimately the next time i used a strong even stronger vibrator i squirted again how about that wow that is just like every time i get i upgrade Uh (laughs) i squirt on it the few first few times i use it (laughs) yeah and um, I was just so that's that's the thing that can happen, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you could squirt just from external. Yep. Oh, yeah. One hundred percent. And some people it, it's it can be different for everyone. And uh, like I I know for me, like I need I need to kind of start internally, but I need it like to be kind of like a nice rubbing all around mm-hmm. in order to like kind of get everything going, get all the muscles going. Yeah. Like a warm up run. You know, yeah, you get just it need, all warmed up. Yeah. yeah. I just need a full body massage and then I'll be good to go. <laughs> specifically the feet yes the feet well what they're um saying is that um and I got called out in my biopsychology class for this because a lot of the sensory receptors they'll start um obviously from the center from the spine and and go out and so when you go down in the spine they'll actually some the there obviously be sensory receptors that go by your genitals but those same sensory receptors actually attach to your feet as well so and, uh, and of course the prof is like anyone into foot rubs and I'm like you know what I just ran a marathon like I don't care I know where you're going with this I love my foot rubs and I've been finding too sometimes when you just you rub the feet and you'll see in like little like sex articles like oh yeah when you're in um, reverse cowgirl with a penis like reach down and, and grab the big toe mm-hmm. and that kind of just all of a sudden triggers this whole new thing with the partner and I think it's just because of the same sensory, sensory receptors that are attached to your genitals are also attached to your feet kind of like, a, like a web that comes out yeah so oh, I'm yeah. gonna let me write this down yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. where's the pet <laughs> so um it's talking about WeVibe. I, I, I can't got... help noticing that we've got a couple of WeVibe products here I, on the table. I love WeVibe, especially since they're a Canadian company. I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah. And then this one's the Wish. So Yeah, this is a, a toy that came out, I want to say, like a year ago or yeah, something. something like um, and the fun part about this is the squishiness of the finish. Yes. <laughs> it's it's 
I just I will just set it somewhere oh, down I've, there. I've used anywhere. this on my neck and shoulders like crazy. And there's all different like vibration levels. Ooh, I don't know if you can hear that. Probably. But, <laughs> but yeah. this guy is interesting because um, it's broad and flat. Mm-hmm. So this is stimulating a larger area than mm-hmm. like your classic bullet vibrator, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So as we're saying, like the legs of the clitoris internally are all kind of down where the labia are. Yes. Um, this is this is a great stimulator for the entirety Entire of the vulva. Yeah. Right? It's not so much of an internal toy. It's, it's purely external. Yeah. So. This is an external toy mm-hmm. for sure. And this has got two tangos inside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the the uh, motors of two different tangos, and what's cool about this is a lot of the patterns um, alternate the two. The yes, two motors, yeah, they'll right? have, yeah, like, and you can change, which is a very interesting uh, yeah. stimulation yeah. to receive, right? And they uh, and this one can connect to your Bluetooth as well, so your partner in Timbuktu could be re- controlling this while you're in Canada, Toronto. Which is super fun. Had a really cool bar. Just hanging out <laughs> at a really cool bar. Yeah, you can te- technically use this as a panty vibe. It's kind of thick and heavy, but yeah, get some, get we'll some, get some good, uh, yeah, get some good strong good panties. Ones. Get some good strong panties. Or just panties just to get the the, the could... briefs made for men. Those, those oh, like a tucking panty. Yeah, and like well, they had, usually idea. have the elastics on the outs on each side. Oh, you you're know? right. So you've got a little you can just pocket hold it for right it. there. Yeah. yeah, get a really snug fitting men's brief. Yeah, the, like uh, yeah, the, brief the, or boxer yeah, brief. Yeah, yeah. Oh, All the air lady. quotations. And it also kind of looks like you're packing. It looks yeah, like, yeah. You're, you know, you're wearing a packer. Oh, yeah. my God. I love It'll it. a lot of fun. Yes. Yes, I love it. And then, sorry, in this other box that we had the tango in here, we've got a couple attachments for the tango, which are fun. Mm-hmm. Right? Especially if you find the tango in and of itself, like, too strong of a vibrator, you can attach any of these toys. Yeah, because the when I first got that vibrator, I, th- I felt it, I thought it was a little strong. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I, I don't know if I'm going to get used to this. And then fourth time i was yeah. like what's a stop squirting <laughs> <laughs> next and then i was like okay perfect now like that's that's been my jam for like a few years mm-hmm. now but yeah so you can use these silicone attachments and the thing with the tango is that it's hard plastic so it's going to transmit the vibration really directly um there's a touch as well the we vibe touch mm-hmm. it's coated in this like velvety silicone mm-hmm. um and even though it's the same motor it uh dampens the vibration mm-hmm. a little bit just because yep. the silicone is going to disperse the vibration a little more so than the hard plastic um but these are made to be attached like so yeah it's talking about g-spot yeah so this pink one here it's perfect for the g-spot it's kind of got um it's long and with a little nub at the end and you can just go right on in there and yeah. have have a time yeah and this is <laughs> um good for g-spot because uh it's kind of larger mm-hmm. and it, it does that so it hits more surface area internally mm-hmm. um so that's what the bulbous why why a yeah. lot of g-spot products will have kind of a bulbous end there because it's just trying to hit more the more the merrier exactly and then the little dusk i think this one's called yeah and this is a little a little anal toy which is great yes i love um i mean i love b vibe who doesn't Mm -hmm. um but i love that it's removable Mm -hmm. so you can give this 
the wash it deserves. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the maintenance it really needs. Like, and it's not a daunting anal toy, too. Like, no. sometimes when you walk into, you know, the not good sex stores and you see the, like, huge anal toys and it's just, as a first-time user or beginner user, you're just like... That is not something that's going to work for me. I I can't stretch my anal opening that wide. And this one, it's just it's not a perfect little yeah, not intimidating, but does the trick. Yeah, and the si- silicone is a really good transmitter of vibration. Mm-hmm. So like I'm just holding onto it there, but I can feel oh yeah. that's rocking. <laughs> yes, and that get a tango in I'll there. Don't to... don't chintz on the vibrator. <laughs> no, get no. a tango in there because that is the most rumbly nice vibration mm-hmm. coming off of that. Yes, uh, I'll have yeah. to check these before I leave to make sure no one steals them. <laughs> I know. Luckily, I pretty much own all these. Aaron, movies. where are you running? <laughs> Never mind. See you. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. Um, I own the um, their G Spot toy, their asymmetrical G Spot toy, which Rave. <laughs> I just blanked on it. Oh yes, yeah. Um, yeah. Love the Rave as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a G Spot person, mm-hmm. but I that one feels lovely. And you know what I like about it because mm-hmm. it kind of has these cool ridges mm-hmm. along the length of it. Mm-hmm. If you turn it, you're getting uh, stimulation that way. Cause I'm not a big like thruster mm-hmm. on my G spot, mm-hmm. but like I really dig like yeah. the turning. Yeah. Just like these subtle little ridges. In yeah. It. yeah. 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 It's fantastic. And again, <laughs> with the nice deep rumbly yes. vibrations that we vibe <laughs> as co- we've come to know and love from. Yes. Vibe. Yeah. Yes. Oh, it's awesome. (laughs) Well, Alicia, I think we're pretty much at time right now. Oh my gosh, I went by so fast. (laughs) Don't don't it though. Yes. (laughs) You're in the moment. Yes. Do you want to tell people where we can find you or follow you or Definitely. So I'm on uh, Facebook at Alicia Fisher Intimacy Expert, Mm -hmm. uh, Instagram at Alicia.jj.fisher. Um Twitter Alicia.intimacy I'm, I'm working on it all and yeah, yeah so those are, those are the three main ones right. uh, Facebook I tend to post more articles and more like research stuff where Instagram is more you know quick pictures and here's a link to, to help out so perfect yeah. thank you so thank much you so much Alicia thank you, thank you. Um, also I want to pick your brain after okay. the podcast if you're interested in maybe doing my Down. stage show as a sex bird at Ooh, some point that could be fun maybe. can make that happen maybe. I don't know no pressure just put you on the spot like me there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think they would. That sounds like so much fun. Yay. I'd be honored. Well, everyone, um, if you're watching us on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel um, because I'll love you forever. Um, also, it's just really great for like all my business bedpost stuff. Um, it helps me, you know, get higher in the search priorities and sponsors, you know, come across more sponsors, make the money, you know. Uh, same thing if you're listening to us on iTunes. Um, to subscribe on there um, and rating and reviewing is also really helpful to my business so if you could do that help me out quite a bit um, <laughs> I'm also on Facebook at Bedpost Erotica I'm on Instagram at the Bedpost Sex Show the website is bedpost.ca if you want to see uh, the stage show here in Toronto I am the third Friday of every month at 8 at the Social Capital and the last Tuesday of every month at 9 at Super One Wonder Gallery. Um, lots of stuff, you know, just lots of stuff. Just um, everywhere. And if you are listening to us on the podcast, original music is by Stephanie Copeland. And you can picture, you can picture, you can find her at stephcopelandmusic.com. Thank you, Alicia. Thank you so much. Bye, everybody.